Welcome to Office Hours with Dr. Mario, the podcast designed to teach you how to discover your path to living a more gratifying life. In each episode, Dr. Mario teaches listeners how to successfully cross the intersection of growth and change so they can step into the next chapter of life with the mindset, skills, and tools they need to live their dreams. If your responsibility to your career, family, or others has caused you to put your dreams on hold, this podcast is for you. Join me as I help people like you who are ready to reignite their passion for living their most ambitious dreams. Now here's your host, lifelong learner, professional coach, and speaker, Dr. Mario Jackson. Hey folks, I am super excited to have a special interview guest here today, Nicole Christopher. Now, I asked Nicole to come onto the show because she took a serious leap of faith and stepped out on her own journey to create her own travel company along with her associates. So I wanted to talk to Nicole today a little bit about her experience and share some things with you as you're listening and thinking about what's the next step for you as you go through your unique journey in life. Now, here's a little bit about Nicole. She has a bachelor's degree in liberal arts and a master's degree in religious studies from Mount St. Mary's College. And she also holds an MBA from the University of Redlands. Nicole got started early at the age of 23. She started her first business and she's done everything from designing invitations and t-shirts to even starting her own record label, Upper Ghetto Records. Now, Nicole also has a very traditional career path where she worked with the IRS as a revenue officer in the collections division. But after about six years, she decided to move into private practice where she could use what she was learning at the IRS to help people resolve their tax liabilities. Now, Nicole's true passion lies in travel. So along with her associates, they created the Wonderlist Travel Company. And the reason that they started this company was because they wanted everyone to be able to experience the love, excitement, and the joy that they got from traveling around the world. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Nicole Christopher. So thank you so much for joining me today, folks. I have a very special guest, as I told you in the interview trailer, Nicole Christopher. Now, in full transparency, I just have to let you know that Nicole and I are connected in a a very special way. Uh, Nicole is the sibling of one of my colleagues that I work with at a educational consulting firm. So I just want to make sure all the listeners knew uh, that Nicole and I do have a previous relationship, but it's by proxy through her brother. So that's the last time we're going to talk about your brother. The rest of this is about you, Nicole. I'm so glad you're here today. And I've already told the audience a little bit about you, but can you tell the the listeners a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Um, Born and raised in Los Angeles. As you previously stated, I have a younger brother, Carl. Um, I've been all over the place. I have lived in Los Angeles primarily, um, went to college in Santa Barbara, lived in Phoenix, I've lived in Atlanta. I just, I've just, I've done it all. Um, And so I think what we're talking about today is more so my uh, companies and things that I've done um, since leaving the, my good government job about six (laughs) years ago. (laughs) 
So um, I'm part owner of a, um, an accounting and tax business. I have two business partners. We also own a travel company. And I've just more recently started a separate digital media company with my boyfriend. So I, I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're quite busy. So the listeners can see that you are talented in multiple areas. So today I wanted to just kind of talk about uh, some of the things that might resonate with them about just going out on these different ventures. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about things like, you know, how did you overcome your fears? How did you deal with, you know, establishing your support circle? What did you do when you encountered naysayers? So we all just want to have, I want to try to humanize this in a way and normalize this in a way that people feel inspired rather than afraid to kind mm-hmm. of step out into that, that world of the unknown, because there's a lot waiting out there if you have the courage to go get it, right? Now, I'm not Absolutely. making any promises that it's going to be easy, <laughs> you know, like you, you're going to have to put in some work. But I think that the story that I know so far from you, Nicole, is that the work was well worth the the payoff and the mm-hmm. risk. Mm-hmm. So, um, you talked a little bit about, you know, all of your ventures, business ventures, excuse me. How did you know it was the right time to start a business? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I planned it out. So a little bit of backstory. I was working for the Internal Revenue Service. I've been at the IRS for about seven and a half years. Um, and one of the things that you'll find about government work is people are in for the long haul. You know, you can start right right out of high school and you'll go all the way through retirement. Um, My story was a little different because, like I said, I had done a few things before. So I didn't start the IRS until I was 35. And so once I got there, you know, people are like, oh, you know, I've been here for 20 years. I've been here for 30 years. And I knew that first day that was not going to be me. (laughs) My dad had worked um, for the government for 40 years. My mother was a teacher for 40 years. I wasn't doing anything for 40 years. So I kind of went into it, not necessarily knowing what the outcome was going to be, but knowing that that was not going to be what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And so I kind of always had that in the back of my mind. Um, So about five, six years in, I started preparing for what my next step was going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad had retired and he started a tax business. And so I kind of knew, well, I would have a built in client base, so to speak, when I decided to move on. So it took me about six months um, of preparing for it mentally and doing the research to see what that was really going to look like, like what was starting a tax business what did I need to know? What did I need mm-hmm. to do? And so with that six months lead up, I just kind of prepared. I learned what I needed to learn. I talked to the people that I felt like I needed to talk to, to kind of see what was that going to look like for my future? And was that something that I would be able to capitalize on and, you know, give up a hundred plus thousand dollar salary right. to go out on this venture on my own? Right, right. And, and that's kind of the scary part, right? That's the part that as much as we'd love to, to be able to support people, it really is the place where you, you're kind of walking along, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's you and your dream. And the only thing that's separating you from your dream is how you go about that path. Right, right. Uh, so what were some of the things that you had to manage mentally about that process? Just the, like you said, the fear, you know, what, what was going to happen and did I have a fallback? 
So I, I did, I stayed at the IRS long enough to get to a certain level where, you know, if I needed to go back, I could go back at the same level that I was at or even higher. Um, the, the finances are probably the biggest part. You know, like I said, leaving a salary job where no matter what you did, you were going to get a paycheck every two weeks right. and going into um, a business where you had to work for it. You know, you had to go knock on the doors and and meet people and talk to people and convince people that you are qualified and that you know what you're talking about, especially when it comes to taxes. You know, you meet those people at the lowest point in their lives. And as a revenue officer, I could see how detrimental it was to have a representative who didn't know what they were doing or who was too busy to really pay attention to you. Um, And so I I didn't want that to be me. I didn't want to then take on this business to be just like those people. So, so the, the fear pretty much of, you know, being able to do it, being qualified to do it, you know, knowing what I, what I was doing and, and just being able to be a real advocate for my clients. Right. Right. Now, you you talk a little bit about, you know, going down that path. In retrospect, what's one thing you wish you'd known before you started the process of opening your your businesses? It wasn't going to happen overnight. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I you know, you you leave and you have um, your vacation built up, you know, they pay you for your sick time. And so, you know, you have that last paycheck. I think I left like the, the last day of the pay period. So I knew I was going to have, you know, another paycheck coming. Um, it wasn't enough. Right, right. <laughs> it, it just wasn't enough. And so it took some time, you know, it probably took us about six months to, you know, start getting, getting clients. Um, so that's something I really wasn't prepared for. I just kind of thought, oh, I'll start my business on Monday and I'll have 50 clients on Tuesday. And right. it just doesn't work like that right. at all. Right. <laughs> and, and that's actually a pretty good timeline, six months to have clients who are paying and who mm-hmm. know about you and your services. Um, depending on what the business is, it sometimes can take you know longer than that. Right. Right. Uh, and I think it's really important uh, for listeners to understand particularly with kind of the message I send in this podcast, I'm not telling anybody to go out and quit their job. But what I am telling you is that you can have it all. Mm -hmm. You can have whatever you want, as long as you're willing to work for it. And you have to work. A lot of that work is on yourself. So as you were going through this process, Nicole, what kept you grounded through the process? Like how, how did you like not become your own worst enemy? (laughs) Well, the the good thing is that I had two business partners. I still have two business partners. Um, And I'm sort of that instigator type of person. And so one of my business partners, Norma, she and I started training together at IRS. So I had known her for six, seven years. Um, And then my other business partner is my cousin, who is an accountant. And so I pretty much convinced both of them to quit their jobs and, you know, kind of go into this business venture with me. With Norma, it was a little bit more tricky because she had already been at IRS for like 25 years. And so, you know, to ask somebody to give up their 25 year career to go out on this unknown um, was a little bit bold of me, but I did it. (laughs) And so, you know, so the whole, you know, the whole time I had them, but I also had my dad, you know, who I talked to and, you know, told him what my plans were. Mm-hmm. Um, my boyfriend, who we've been together for 23 years, 
And so that's my little circle. And of course, you know, my brother, who's the the realist, and he's like, okay, but what are your, what steps do you have in place to get this done? You know? Right. Yeah. So that's my little circle. And it, it always helps to, you know, have those people who can be honest with you and who you can feed off of and, you know, just kind of bounce things off of. And they're going to tell you the truth. You know, yes, we can do this. No, we can't do this. You need to keep your job. And so everybody thankfully had faith in me. Um, You know, they were confident in my abilities and in my knowledge. And, you know, six years later, here we are. So it's great that you have such a, a robust support system. And I'm thinking about those listeners out there who may be, you know, a little bit more isolated. And all they have is really their thoughts that they're they're dealing with. Like when those times happen with you, like when you didn't have the advice from your network and your brother and your, your parents and your business partners, how did you manage that process of your thoughts that were competing with your actions? Like how did you not fall into a place where you weren't taking any action towards your goal and just, you know, ruminating through your, mm-hmm. your counterproductive thoughts. It still happens every day. You know, you, you just have to be secure in your knowledge and in your abilities. And we can be our own worst critics. We can be our own worst enemies. It's really easy to talk yourself out of things, but you just have to know that this is what's right for you. You know, mm-hmm. if you have a passion and I'm not Trust me, taxes are not my passion, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, if you have a passion for something, you just have to believe in yourself. You know, it it just and I I've heard a lot of people and of course, a lot of people said to me, like, are you sure, girl, are you crazy? Blah, 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 you know, but I was sure. Maybe I was crazy, but this is something that I was going to do. And I was also confident in the fact that I had an education. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm a fairly intelligent person. And so if it didn't work, the job is always going to be there. The IRS is assuming the IRS is always going to be there. And so I knew, you know, if I had to go back to work, I'd I'd have to suck it up and go back to work. But you just have to be secure with yourself and know that you can do it and you're going to fall down. You're going to have times where things don't work out. You know, maybe this business isn't the right business for you, but there may be another business for you. That's a good point. So don't, don't listen to the haters. That's, that's my number one yeah. thing yeah. Is, is just don't, you know, believe in yeah. yourself. And, and don't listen to the thoughts inside of your head that mm-hmm. are, are the haters. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the fact that you emphasize the point that, Uh, something that I believe in uh, wholeheartedly is that failure is a part of this process, Mm -hmm. right? And this may not be just because it's your first venture doesn't mean it's going to stick, right? right? So you, you may start out in, in invitation design and end up in wedding planning, you know, (laughs) after a couple of iterations. So you've got to give yourself that grace and space, I believe to go through the process. And I think the challenge a lot of people have is that they don't want to go through the process, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They're scared of the the bumps and the bruises and the knocks, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to get there. You're going to get your knees scuffed up folks. (laughs) You know, that's the the tuition that you pay for living your dream life. You Mm -hmm. you have Mm -hmm. to put in the work. So I like the fact that you integrate into that thought process that, you know, just because my first visit, business doesn't turn out doesn't mean I'm not supposed to be a business owner or an entrepreneur. And you don't actually know how much work it's going to take until you start. And so it might be something where you think, you know, I I used to design invitations for friends and families for birthday parties. 
or, you know, weddings or baby showers or whatever. And I was like, okay, I can do this. Like, this is going to be my business. And then the first time somebody asked me about a wedding and I thought, oh no, you know, <laughs> I watched Bridezilla. I'm not getting into that. Right. <laughs> you know, I wanted to design what I wanted to design and people were happy with, you know, what I came up with. But now when you start talking about bringing someone else's opinions and right. that's a whole different ball game, you know? Right. And so it, it's not always going to work out. It's not right. always going to be as easy as you think it's going to be. Right. But again, if it's something that you're really passionate about, you'll figure it out. Absolutely. So let's talk about that, right? For those people who may be a little hesitant about jumping into, you know, the process. What advice would you give to someone who's afraid to take that leap of faith? I would definitely say um, if you could if you could keep your your nine to five and kind of start a side hustle. You know, do if it's something that you can do on the side while you still are figuring it out so that you don't, right. you know, just kind of chuck your salary and, and then now you're stuck. So that would be my number one recommendation. With me, I couldn't do that. I couldn't represent people and work for the IRS at the same time. Right. Um, but if, you know, like with our travel business, if travel is your passion or, you know, designing or decorating or throwing part, whatever it is, if you can do that while still maintaining you know, your, your salary, um, then yeah, figure, you know, use that time to kind of work out the kinks and then build your client base or build your, you know, your network of people. And then you can say, okay, well now I've been doing this for a year. I've been doing this for two years. Now I'm ready to take that plunge, you know, and, and just go all in. And you know, what I was thinking about when you were talking about that is I did, I took a similar path, um, before I actually just stepped out without, you know, any type of full-time, you know, job behind me with the, the financial security of that. I remember when I fully committed to starting my own business and I was really enjoying that. It actually took the pressure off of my full-time job, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. going there and be like, okay, this is for a check. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All of this other stuff that's going on, it's just water off my back. It does not affect me. I'm here to get my check so that I can put it in my business. Right. And that's the stuff right. that makes me dance and sing. So, <laughs> you know, it's okay to, you know, your joy doesn't come from where your paycheck comes from, mm-hmm. especially if you're talking about expanding something in your entrepreneurial world, you can have the best of both worlds when you have that set up. Absolutely. So I want to just pause here for a minute and talk a little bit more about Wonderless Travel Company. So so tell me a little <laughs> bit about how all of that started. That's where my true passion lies. Um, like I said before, I have two business partners, Melina and Norma. And the interesting thing about our businesses, they didn't know each other. They had never met each other. I think we were in business for maybe three years before they ever came face to face. And so I was right. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was sort of, you know, that buffer between the two. But the one thing that we all had in common was we love to travel. And so um, we decided two things. Number one, we wanted to do another business, just like what you were saying, that really is what feeds your soul. So yes, this feeds your your bank account, but what feeds your soul? And for the three of us, it was travel. And so we would travel and my, my cousins and I went to South Africa and, you know, people come, you know, you come back and people say, girl, you know, tell me next time you're going. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, are you coming along? And so what we decided to do was 
to start a travel business for people who have that hesitancy about travel. Mm, You know, yes, people want to go to Thailand or people want to go to Indonesia, but not everybody wants to put forth the effort that it takes to do the research and know where to stay and know where to go and know, you know, like all of that stuff. And so that's what we did. So in 2017, we started the Wonderlist Tour Company um, and we do group trips for 20, 25 people um, and we go all over the world. So the one thing that we do do, I think that makes us unique is it's just the three of us. Mm-hmm. You know, we plan out all the trips. We um, don't go anywhere that we haven't been before. Okay. So we don't just say, okay, well, tomorrow, you know, we're going to Belgium if we have never been to Belgium. Okay. And so we really curate these trips um, for people who, like I said, who are hesitant about travel or, and not always, you know, we have people who've traveled before, but not necessarily to some of these places. Right. And so it's just, it's been like the most rewarding, I would say, part of all of this is to be able to have that outlet for myself and then to be able to bring people along as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the places that you've traveled so far, what's your favorite? Oh, South Africa, by far. South Africa. <laughs> what's your groove in South Africa? What do you enjoy doing when you visit there? You know, we went as a family. I went with uh, seven of my cousins in 2015. We stayed for two weeks. We went for um, Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. And trust me, it's a, it's a really long flight. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really long flight. But it just felt like home. It just felt so peaceful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, South Africa, you know, Cape Town and Johannesburg, yeah, you know, they have their issues. But when you walk into a restaurant and people get a smile on their face, they're happy that you're there. They, they want to talk to you. They want to engage really? with you. You know, one, one person, um, this man told me that I look like I stepped out of the television, you know, oh. because... They're just not, you know, you see, you know, your, your rappers and your basketball players or your actresses or, you know, they watch the Kardashians or whatever, you know, they have American television, but actually seeing black Americans in person, you know, who aren't celebrities, you know, we're tax people and accountants and lawyers and engineers, and we're just normal people, right, you know, right. we don't have a lot of money. We saved up. That trip was very expensive, right, right. <laughs> you know? But it was very heartwarming and it just it just makes you feel comfortable. You're you're happy to be there and they're happy to have you. So mm. it's it's and and the weather in Cape Town is just like Los Angeles. You know, it's sunny, it's hot, there's a beach, there's mountains, there's nice. wineries. It's it's just the best place on earth. Nice, nice. Well, you you know when I'm ready for my <laughs> South Africa where I'm coming. We're ready. Definitely, definitely. So, Nicole, I've got a few more questions for you, and we're we're kind of getting down to the end of what I have. But I want want you to reflect for a minute and think about the most valuable lesson that you've learned about yourself as you've gone through this journey. What what would that be? I think it's that I'm capable. (laughs) Um, I've never been. I've always been an idea person. But I have never really been that person that puts things into action. You know, dare say I'm I'm a little bit lazy. And so I realized, though, that 
I can do it. I can do those things. You know, it really is. If you put your mind to it, you can do it. Right. And so my mother used to laugh and say when I was little that I wanted to be pushed on my tricycle, that I didn't even feel like pedaling. <laughs> and so <laughs> and so that's kind of been like the theme, you know, sort of throughout my life. It took me 13 years to graduate from undergrad. Um, but then I went and got um, a master's degree and I have an MBA. Like once I get started, once I put my mind to something, yes. I know that I can accomplish anything. I just like you said before, I have to get out of my own head and just suck it up and just do it. And I think that's a common experience that people have and not just for like, you know, creating, you know, your dream life, but just for like, you know, daily things. It's just that whole thing of doing mm-hmm. something new and doing it for the first time. It's scary as hell. Right. Right. But you can't get through it if you're not in it. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that when you learn how to manage yourself through the process, taking those leaps of faith become a little bit easier. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. It's not that you can predict the future, it's that you can predict how you're going to respond to things. And I Absolutely. think that that gives you a lot of comfort as you begin growing and exploring new options and avenues that you want to pursue, mm-hmm. right? But it's a muscle that you have to exercise over time, it weakens. And if you don't continue strengthening it, it's not going to be there when you need it. Absolutely. So I, I definitely can identify and resonate with, with that as well. So what is next for Nicole? <laughs> Retirement, I hope. <laughs> Powerball. <laughs> uh, well, you know, thanks to, you know, the state of the world right now, we're not really traveling. But one of the things that, like I said earlier, my boyfriend and I started a company, it's called Zen Zen and Tonic. And our focus is on um, sort of relaxation videos. But for me, of course, everything comes back to travel. So what we're, we're working on is this digital media company where we show people's passions like what what is what is your zen what is that thing that takes you out of your daily life and what is your tonic what is that thing that feeds your soul and so for me again it's travel for my boyfriend like he's he's a techie you know i'm I'm sitting in his office right now i wish you could see (laughs) everything that's surrounding me right now but um you know so he's he's um studying right now to be a drone pilot and you know He's he's um, been doing like web design and, and things like that for for several years. So we're kind of combining our two passions into into Zen and Tonic. So that's going to be our focus kind of moving forward. Something that makes gets me up every morning. Right. So, it, you know, it's one of those things where like your mother couldn't get you up to go to school. But if you knew that you were going, you know, on summer vacation, you were up before the crack of dawn. I have a quick little game I like to play with my interview guests that okay. uh, I did not prepare you for because I wanted <laughs> you to have an authentic response to this. And it's rapid fire questions. Okay. All right. So these are just two questions that help me kind of get into the whole world of Nicole a little bit deeper. Don't want you to spend too much time thinking <laughs> about it. All right. But I just want to throw these out to you and see what comes back. So my first question for you is this. You have a lifetime supply. The last thing you bought online. What do you have? (laughs) I just bought a thousand masks. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's an omen. (laughs) I I hope I don't need a lifetime supply, but but I have them if I do. I'm so reluctant to buy face masks. Every time I do it, it feels like such a choice. Like, oh, I want to 
buy any more of these. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we know when we run out of masks where to go. Right, I'm here. <laughs> All right, second and last question. If you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about? I would probably write about this journey. Um, one of the other kind of business ideas I had was called Lifestyle by Design. And so that would probably be the title of my book. You know, you have the full ability to design your life in any way that you want. I Um, I can say that I was privileged in the fact that I don't have kids. I'm not married. You know, I was living with my dad. So I knew that if I quit my job and never got a client for three years, I would still be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, like we said, not everybody, you know, has that ability, but we all have the ability to do something. You know, if, if you love to knit, then you, you know, build yourself a corner of your bedroom where you can close the door and you can knit for an hour, two hours a day, whatever that thing may be. Whatever that is that brings you peace and brings you joy and brings out your passions, you can do it. You don't have, you know, you might have five, six, seven kids and a husband and whatever. So, yeah, you may not be able to walk away from from your job at, you know, at a hospital or at um, Costco or whatever it may be. But you do have the ability to design your life and live it the way that you want. And you cannot let anybody keep you from doing that. And I'm not even going to follow that up with anything else. <laughs> that was beautiful. Very well spoken. Nicole, that is the time that we have together. How can listeners connect with you and learn more about you and your company, your business ventures on social media? So my personal Instagram is NEC1908. And I have the Wonderless Tour Company. I think it's, I should have looked this up, but I think it's Wonderless underscore tours on Instagram. And we're also on Facebook as well. And I'll make sure that this information goes into the episode notes so that listeners can follow up with you in case they're planning their trip to South Africa. Let's go. Return the number, right? Well, wonderful. Well, Nicole, again, thank you so much. I I think you're doing phenomenal things. You have a beautiful spirit. And I hope that your message, you know, falls on the ears of somebody out there who is, you know, teetering with the idea of doing something, but they don't know how to get started. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it doesn't have to be, you know, the most grand plan in the world. It just is how you design your life in a way that you are able to tap into some of that joy that life brings every single day. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. And I look forward to hearing great things from you as you continue along your business venture. Thank you. And I'll see you in Cape Town, right? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, that's all I have for you today. I look forward to seeing you next time during my office hours. Did providing for others stop you from going after your life's dreams? Are you ready to start a new chapter in life? If you're ready to get back to taking on your life's most ambitious goals, schedule a complimentary sample coaching session with me. As a coach, I help people create a clear path to getting the results they want out of life. Now, I only offer a few of these sessions each month, and they fill up quickly. Just head on over to my website at www.officehoursdrmario.com and that's Dr. Abbreviated without the period, and click on the Book Online tab to reserve your complimentary session. Together, we can get you back on the path to living your most ambitious dreams.